0: The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network, Buzz Burbank, news and comment. Friday, July fifteenth, two 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news, made possible when you support the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. Thank you for joining me today for The Best of Buzz. I'll be back with fresh news on Monday, July 18th. Until then, Realm Network editor R.J. Diaz has prepared for each day a fresh collection of our favorite stories from recent months. He does a great job. I urge you to listen, and I thank him for it. With all that's going on in our world, and frankly, when doesn't it, this wouldn't seem the best time to be away but I'm overdue with a visit for family, and I will be back in time to cover both the Republican and Democratic National Conventions and what will no doubt be the continuing aftermath of the recent tragedies involving citizens and police. Until then, I hope these stories provide an escape for us all. Prepare yourself for a few smiles as we proudly present the best of buzz. Despite the tales about excessive force by police, also true are the touching tales we don't hear often enough the stories that represent the best ways to foster a good relationship between the community and its officers. In New York, a city that's seen its share of brutality, a 58-year-old black man is looking for the cop who gave him a ride to a job interview. There's more. It started when James Roberts broke down in tears. He was headed for a job interview, a good job at a car rental company at LaGuardia Airport. James was so excited about the prospect, He didn't realize he had boarded the wrong bus and ended up six miles from the airport. A police officer saw James and asked what was wrong. James told him. Get in the car, said the officer. They cut it close, but they made it on time. Good luck, said the officer, as he dropped off James. James answered, I owe you lunch, and the officer drove away. James got the job, partly because he told interviewers about the help he got from that officer. Now, James wants to buy that launch he promised, quoting him. I love this guy wherever he's at. I love this guy, and I have to see him. I have to. In Fort Wayne, Indiana, this week, a police officer helped a little boy tie his shoe. A photo of this went viral, and the officer is getting praise for his random act of kindness. The woman who took the picture told the officer, not only did you help that child, you impacted others. And in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, an officer answered a shoplifting call only to find a woman who was stealing ingredients for a birthday cake for her young daughter. She'd collected a box of cake mix, a can of Crisco, and a can of frosting. The officer paid for the items, saying, I'm not going to take away a kid's birthday cake. He said he didn't approve of stealing, but quoting him, the kid shouldn't have to pay. Police officers across the country do these kinds of things every day. It should be pointed out from time to time. For balance, two teenaged girls who vanished two years ago in Minnesota have been found safe and sound. They vanished during a bitter divorce and custody battle between their parents. Apparently, the mother had shipped them off to a ranch in rural Minnesota. That ranch builds itself as a non nonprofit group dedicating to protecting horses and the children of abusive parents. The group says too often courts award custody of children to parents who are abusive. These girls, ages sixteen and seventeen, were found in good health there. Their mother has now been arrested for their kidnapping and for denying their father his parental rights. A 91-year-old man in Illinois drove a car through a garage door, but it wasn't a senior moment. He did it on purpose. 91-year-old Walter Thomas of Woodstock, Illinois, just outside Chicago, had only one thing on his bucket list. He always wanted to back a car through a garage door. Fortunately for him, his grandson has a friend who was about to demolish his garage anyway to build a new one, and this thoughtful grandson got his hands on a 1998 Isuzu Rodeo that was just right for the job. Everyone was curious about how that would go. Quoting Walt's granddaughter, he always wondered if the garage door would pop off or maybe tear out the door's frame. "'I'll save you the trouble. The door shattered. The frame stayed intact.'" A good time was had by all when Grandpa intentionally backed through that donated garage door over the weekend, quoting Walt, I appreciate the kids getting together. It's nice of them to think of old Grandpa. Now in its 15th year, it was the annual no-pants subway ride yesterday. People around the world wear their usual hats and coats but board subways in various cities wearing nothing below that but underpants and shoes, of course. It's a tradition that began in 2002 with a New York comedy group called Improv Everywhere. Since then, it's spread to dozens of cosmopolitan cities, including London, Tokyo, Prague, Jerusalem, and even Moscow. In Russia, police say they're looking at social media photos about the event to see if any laws were violated. Russia's Communist Party has called on the government to prosecute the pantsless for challenging, quote, public morality and traditional values. Not only did parody artist Weird Al Yankovic never go away, he's just scored the first number one charting album of his entire career at age 54. And now his fans are asking the NFL to consider making him at least part, if not the main attraction, of the Super Bowl halftime show next year. A petition to that effect has already scored over 55,000 signatures. The guy behind the petition says, just imagine him out there rocking with Jack Black and Melissa McCarthy while parodying Pharrell and Robin Thicke. Heck, he says, those artists can even join him on stage. Weird Al's new album, Mandatory Fun, sold over 100,000 copies in its first week, putting him at the top of the Billboard 200. And this is noteworthy. It's the first comedy album to make it to number one since Alan Sherman released My Son the Nut back in 1963 a lot of young new zealand women became mermaids over the holidays just as they did in australia and the uk many girls asked for and got mermaid tails with matching bikini tops that allow them to look and swim like a mermaid in their local pools but now the city council in auckland like towns in australia and the uk has banned mermaid tails from its pool saying they're dangerous the fictional mermaid swims underwater And that's all a person can do while wearing these tails that bind their legs together. If a person stays under too long, they black out. Even the manufacturer warns users not to try the tail without a buddy. But it says snowboards also cause accidents and no one's banning them. This free news is made possible in part by your purchase of earbuds and headphones through the banner for tweaked audio at buzzburbank.com. Earbuds from Tweaked Audio are all about quality and comfort for people who enjoy both music and podcasts, and you'll love the prices. By going through my link, you not only support news and comment, you save an extra one-third off their already low prices. Just use the code BBNC when you check out. Tweaked Audio earbuds are warranted for life and specially designed to reduce outside noise. Hear me and everything better with earbuds and earphones from our friends at Tweaked Audio. You'll find a choice of styles and colors, even natural wood grain. Save one-third off Tweaked Audio's already amazing prices and get free shipping anywhere in the world. Just click the Tweaked Audio banner at buzzburbank.com. If you match the winning numbers in a lottery scratch-off, you could either win a half million dollars, or it could have been a misprint. In Roswell, New Mexico, where allegedly stranger things have happened, a man who just retired bought a ticket at a Shell station and scratched away. Beneath that silvery, rubbery stuff, he found five winning numbers, two of which were worth a quarter mil apiece. John Wines ran back into the station, quoting him, She told me it's not a winner. They told me it's a misprint, and they don't pay for misprints state lottery officials tried to make it up to him with a hundred dollars credit to buy more scratch-offs. If it was fifty or seventy-five dollars, says Wines, I wouldn't think a thing about it, but that's a half million. Wines can't whine too much. Back in Indiana, he'd won a hundred thousand dollars in a lottery, helping his retirement come just a little earlier. There's a quiet battle being fought worldwide about which we seldom hear a word. It's the battle over men who relieve their bladders while standing. Men have stood to urinate since the dawn of time, mostly because they can, and partly, according to some anthropologists, as a domination gesture. Many women have ridiculed men for this, especially since it's mostly women who clean our bathrooms. But men who sit for that function have generally had their masculinity questioned by other men. In Germany, they have words for this. A man who stands is called a steppinkler. A man who sits is called a sitspinkler. German men who rib others about their masculinity call them "sitspinklers," and these terms were used a lot in a recent court case in Dusseldorf, where a landlord wanted a man to be fined for standing up because of the damage it had done to the marble floor around the toilet. A judge said that if the landlord was so concerned about that floor, he should have warned the tenant about the damage his sloppy standing could do. Even a judge doesn't want to be called a Sitzpinkler TripAdvisor calls it the world's second most germ-infested tourist attraction. Almost as germy as Ireland's heavily-kissed Blarney Stone is the Gum Wall in Seattle, Washington. Over the past 20 years, hundreds of thousands of people have deposited their used chewing gum on that wall. Now the city's hired a contractor to steam-clean the wall. The contractor says it'll take at least three days because, quoting him, it's going to be a very large job. He calls it probably the weirdest job we've ever done. What's oddest about the gum removal is that officials have no doubt the gum sticking will start all over again once the wall is clean. Quoting a development spokeswoman, we're not saying it can't come back. We need to wipe the canvas clean and keep it fresh. So they're going ahead with the cleanup, or at least throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. The police department of Cologne, Germany, was dissolving its SWAT unit because of misconduct in that unit. So after hearing the news they were closing, the SWAT team decided to hold a barbecue outside their soon-to-be abandoned office and to raise a glass for old time's sake. They raised more than a glass, more than two. Long story short, they got drunk, started up some chainsaws, and destroyed the office, one of them driving a motorcycle through the hallway. Quoting officials at police headquarters, we are investigating further. Be careful what you tell a rowdy SWAT team. When a family in the Dallas suburb of Arlington, Texas, opened the package they found on their steps, they were not expecting to find seven pounds of marijuana. The house had been vacant for a while. Apparently, someone was using it as a delivery address, what with marijuana still being illegal in Texas and certainly in the U.S. mail. Police and the post office are investigating to find the sender. They seemed convinced the new family was not involved in any of this and was genuinely surprised. When President Obama upset people seven years ago with a comment about Americans who cling to their guns and their Bibles, it's doubtful he meant both at the same time. In New York's 70th Precinct, officers have released a photo of a Bible they confiscated during a routine traffic stop. And why would police seize a Bible? It was a hollowed-out Bible with a Glock 17 handgun and ammo inside, a St. James version. And why did police stop this particular vehicle? The smell, they say, of marijuana. Something else many Americans cling to. In New Hampshire, police caught up with a motorcyclist who was speeding on I-93 just outside Concord. Catching him got a little easier once he crashed into a guardrail on an exit ramp, but there was still a foot chase after that that lasted nearly an hour. A police dog finally helped bring him down, so the man had to be treated for injuries both from the crash and from the dog. The biker is still behind bars on $30,000 bail, facing a string of charges. And he made matters worse for himself when he was initially arrested. Officers informed him he'd been clocked at 127 miles an hour. That's funny, he shared. He told the officers he'd clocked himself at 185. So 185 it is then. And finally, through all of the above, everything we've just heard, stupid people are still doing stupid things. Some days it's the only solace you and I have. From the home office in Florida, police in Orlando have arrested a man they say was sipping an ice-cold Corona beer while stuck in traffic. Unfortunately for that man, the car next to him had the word police printed very clearly on the side, and an officer spotted the drinking driver and arrested him. A guy that careless might also have some weed in a gun, and this guy reportedly did and in Arizona, chivalry is not dead. A man drove a pickup to the Tempe, Arizona prison to pick up his just-released girlfriend. Unfortunately for him, the prison parking lot has a license plate reader which immediately alerted police that the pickup truck the thoughtful boyfriend used was stolen. I'm Buzz Burbank. Have a great weekend, and thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back Monday with another Buzz Burbank News and Comics.